This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. There are oh so many diet trends out there. They have a tendency to come and go. Some stick around, though. So are trendy diets a fad or a solution to attaining good health? Let's get some guidance from registered dietitian Leah Scheinhaus. Leah, thank you so much for making time this morning. Thank you so much for having me this morning. So there are some really popular ones out there. Certainly in the last five to 10 years, you've heard about a lot of people going keto or ketogenic. What are some of the benefits, but also the drawbacks of the ketogenic lifestyle? It's an excellent question because I have that come up a lot when I'm having conversations with some of my clients. So just one thing I want to highlight is what ketogenic actually is, because oftentimes I'll get into deeper conversations where people think that they're in keto, but in fact, they're just um, having a low carb, high protein diet. So it actually entails having a very regimented restrictive diet because the majority of your diet is fats. So 60 to 65% of your diet is fat because you want to use fat as your energy source as opposed to sugars or glucose. And then you want a moderate amount of protein just to maintain that lean body mass, but you don't want protein to be used as a food source to then be converted into glucose. So you really have to make sure you have that restrictive amount of moderate amount of protein and then extreme restriction of carbs. So about 20 to 30 grams of carbs a day. And just so that you know what that looks like, a medium-sized apple, that's about 25 grams of oh carbs. Oh, my gosh. That's, so, not, that's, that's not many yeah, carbs so at all. Exactly. So you don't really think about it. But, for instance, if you're having as a snack like your handful of nuts, that's already seven to eight grams of carbs right there. So it really is extremely restrictive and regimented. So if you are going to take that on, it's not the easiest diet. Um, so that's where one of the greatest challenges is. But one of the benefits is it has been shown to be um, a good way to lose weight. Um, And part of that is because you're using fat as your energy source, but also because fat is very satiating, it can also lead to like a a more of a calorie restriction because Mm. you're not going to be needing to eat as much because you're going to feel full from what it is that you're eating. It's also been shown in terms of metabolic factors to help with glycemic control. So for those that are have type 2 diabetes or at risk of diabetes, it really does help with that insulin sensitivity and, again, to help reduce your blood sugar levels. However, there are some drawbacks because, first of all, it is extremely restrictive. So I know, you know, especially if people are social, wanting to go out, really hard because a lot of social activities um, – involve food so when you have such restriction in terms of what you eat that can be very challenging also anything that's restrictive it also means that you're going to be missing out on key nutrients so certain vitamins and minerals and one of the things i want to highlight is fiber so there's Mm. a lot of 
Yeah. So there's a lot of symptoms that tend to come with um, the, with adopting a ketogenic diet. So going into ketosis, you're going to get a lot of flu-like symptoms. So feeling nausea, vomiting, headaches, confusion, as well as just uh, focusing on the fiber aspect. Constipation is a huge issue as well. Um, fiber, it also, it, it's a huge part of, you hear this a lot, gut health. Everybody wants good gut health because it's kind of like our second brain. So if you don't have the fiber that tends to come from those non-starch or you're not eating the non-starchy vegetables, so you don't have the starchy vegetables, you don't have the legumes in your diet, which are good sources of fiber. And so that also and implicates things because having good gut health can also improve or reduce your risk of things like depression, anxiety, reduce inflammation. So there's that challenge there as well. So you want to make sure that if you are going to be adapting this kind of lifestyle or this kind of diet, there are positives, there are negatives. You have to kind of look at what works for you, what your ultimate goals are, but work with a health professional to make sure that you're doing it properly mm -hmm. and that you are finding ways to incorporate those key nutrients that you might be missing out on. This next one was quite popular mm -hmm. through the month of January because people were maybe trying to clean things up a little bit after Christmas. Uh, Juice-based yes. diets. Uh, I have a couple <laughs> friends who are big fitness buffs who are pretty miserable by the end of a week when they're doing a juice-based diet. Similar question, the, the drawbacks, but also the positives, because there are positives, but, it, they, they, it, there are. It's, but it's, a tough, it's a tough ride to get there. <laughs> Yeah. So you were saying like people at first, they feel very energized. And I think that comes with taking on something new because you're excited about it. But then you said they're so miserable. And that makes sense because again, you're missing out on key nutrients. So with the juicing, you're getting a lot of those vitamins and minerals that you'll get from fruits and vegetables, but you're not eating enough calories. You're not getting enough protein. You are missing out on some of those key nutrients which are going to affect your mental and your physical state. What I like to think, so there's this myth that a lot of people think, you know, juicing, it's detoxifying. These foods, they detoxify you. But our bodies are incredible machines. So they actually have the ability through your kidneys and your liver to actually do the detoxifying. It's not the foods, it's your body doing that. Um, but what um uh so but there are benefits also what i like to think of in terms of juicing is a great way to kickstart eating healthy mm. so i hear that yeah so i hear this all the time where people are like how do i cut back on those cravings like from the sugars the candy the chocolate it's so hard and you're constantly craving it but when you do some sort of like a juicing cleanse, I don't, I wouldn't think of it as detoxifying your body. Cause again, you have your liver and your kidneys to do that, but kind of ridding yourself of a lot of those processed foods, reducing those cravings and getting yourself ready to take on more of a healthier lifestyle and incorporating more healthier foods. Mm. So it's a good kickstart to then adopting healthier eating habits.
I, I imagine this is going to relate to another trend, and this is a popular trend. A mm -hmm. lot of people have adopted the plant-based diet. And again, yes. there's a ton of benefits to that form of eating. But again, mm -hmm. I imagine with the plant-based, it boils down to making sure that you're finding balance in there and make it, still yes. making good choices inside that umbrella. Absolutely. So there's a variety of ways to look at plant-based. A lot of people, when they hear plant-based, they think vegan. And there are a lot of similarities between the two, but when it comes to veganism, you can still make unhealthy choices. Like you can still have, let's say, a vegan cookie or be drinking beverages that are high in sugars, not necessarily healthy. Um, there's a lot of processed foods that come with veganism, like those, you know, fake deli meats or the vegan cheeses. But with plant-based, the idea is to optimize your health by having more whole foods and reducing those processed foods. So you don't have to take it full on. It is focusing more on having the um, more of like vegan type foods or plant-based foods. And one of the concerns, it does require careful planning because you do want to make sure that you are getting those key nutrients. So for example, making sure you're getting enough protein, making sure you're getting enough iron, B12, zinc, your omega-3s, really difficult. Some of them you can't even get through plant-based foods. So you would need to supplement and take some supplements with that. Um, or you can also adopt an aspect of plant-based so you don't have to go full out plant um just eating plant-based foods but incorporating more whole foods in your diet mm. and reducing some of those refined or processed foods one of the takeaways I've had from my uh, years of riding the weight gain and weight loss yo-yo mm -hmm. is that no matter which diet you might choose to go with, you can make bad choices in any diet. I, I, I ate a bunch of falafel on Sunday, and I was like, well, this is probably a little bit better than eating the beef, but I still ate this deep-fried <laughs> falafel. So I imagine in the, in the overall strategy, no matter what you're choosing as maybe an umbrella of diet, what's the best approach to be mindful of in trying to build? a healthy diet. Yes, I love some of those points that you were saying. It's not because you don't want to take on something too restrictive that you're not going to be able to stick with. You want something sustainable. So it's more about adopting a healthier lifestyle. And there's room for other foods. But I really like to emphasize the Mediterranean diet because it does highlight a lot of that plant-based aspect of it. But it does, it's not fully plant-based because it does incorporate seafood, like some fish, as well as low-fat dairy. But it also recommends to eliminate red and processed meats, a lot of processed and sugary foods, and really emphasizes and encourages consumption of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, healthy fats like nuts, seeds, olive oil, avocado, um, having those omega-3 fish and leaner proteins. And so it's not restrictive because it does encompass a variety of different foods. So it's much easier to adopt this type of uh, lifestyle and have that balance. And like I mentioned earlier, when you have anything restrictive, it does take a toll on you know your social life 
because mm. it could be really difficult to go out and or if you're going to people's houses and what it is that you can eat. So it does incorporate so many different foods, but it does provide also that balance to optimize your health and reduce risk of a lot of chronic diseases like cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. So it's really, like you mentioned, having that balance and something that you can stick to long-term without having that you know, restriction, going on a diet, going off a diet, you just, you want to just make positive changes that are sustainable. The big tinker for me in my diet, especially in the last six to eight weeks, as I've tried to get back mm. into weightlifting in a significant way, is to change my breakfast. And, and I'll tell you right. what I had for breakfast today, but then I want to hear what you had for breakfast, because maybe, oh, okay. maybe I want to follow your lead. I've been mixing <laughs> whey protein powder with Greek yogurt, some granola, and a couple of frozen blueberries. And I find it's really working for me here in the last month or so in terms of satiation and energy but I want to hear from a professional. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I'm just wondering, do you have cameras in my house? <laughs> That's literally what I'm eating for breakfast every morning. No way. So Are you I serious? Yeah. <laughs> I have yogurt every morning. It's my go-to. And I, I do like to recommend it because finding a good breakfast food is really difficult because a lot of breakfast foods tend to be very high in carbs. And they're not very filling. So it's really important to make sure you get a good source of protein. So I really like the Greek yogurt. So I, I, I had plain Greek yogurt. I like to put the berries in it, the seeds, so some chia seeds, um, a little bit of cinnamon. And so you're getting that mix of your healthy fats. You're getting the protein. You're getting some carbs from the berries. So it's a good mixture of, you know, all the nutrients you need. And it's very filling. So... I guess, you know, we're eating the same things for breakfast. So you're definitely on track. Well, you're probably beating me at lunch and dinner, though. Uh, but I appreciate the validation. <laughs> Leah, thank you for this. Thank you for this informed perspective. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> that's, registered, that's registered dietitian Leah Scheinhouse. You can follow her on LinkedIn by searching for Leah Scheinhouse. That's spelled L-E-A-H. And Scheinhouse is H S H. A-I-N-H-O-U-S-E. I'm very good at spelling. Coming up after the break, the Center for Mental Health and Addiction have partnered with YouTube Health to promote mental health literacy in Canada. Dr. Sanjeev Sakalingam tells you all about it. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.